0: on lesser known aspects of the Beatles recorded legacy
1: Just let me hear some of that rock and roll music Any old way you choose it. it's Got a backbeat, you can't lose it, it. Got to be rock and roll music you dance you dance
0: As is the case with any generation since The teenagers of the 1950s wanted to break away and be different to their parents, many of whom had lived through a world war. Teenagers were no longer simply clones of their parents. They dressed differently, they spoke differently, and they wanted their own music. While it's undeniable that the music those teenagers gravitated to in the 1950s had its root in the music that their parents, and even their grandparents listened to, they took solid possession of the sounds coming out of jukeboxes all over the world. Frank Sinatra had been responsible for the invention of the Bobby Soxes, but they soon switched their allegiances to the new breed of hip-swinging, piano-thumping, greased-back quiffs coming out of the United States, ready to invade the world and change it forever. In this episode, we'll sit in on the Get Back sessions of 1969, as the Beatles pay tribute to the sounds of the rock and roll artists who captured their attention, inspiring the sounds which would launch a whole new invasion from the opposite side of the Atlantic. If you
2: Is it a trend
0: or a gimmick? Two tracks by rockabilly and rock and roll pioneers Gene Vincent and his Blue Caps. From the 7th of January 1969, Be Bopalula, a top 10 hit from 1956, which the Beatles would have seen performed on the big screen in the seminal pop vehicle The Girl Can't Help It which the band watched again on television when they took a break at Paul's house during sessions for the White Album the previous year. John would return to this song in 1975 with a piano-driven cover, making it the opening track for his rock and roll album. The other song we heard stems from the 23rd of January and is a critical number in the Beatles' story. Twenty Flight Rock was the song which Paul sang to John back in June 1957, which led to an offer for him to join the Quarrymen. John had been suitably impressed that Paul knew all the chords and all the words. Paul would also draw upon this ancient gem for his Russian album and inclusion in his live and broadcast sets since the early 1990s. In fact, the Beatles became friends with Gene Vincent during their third trip to Hamburg, and were second on the bill when the legend himself headlined at the Cavern Club in July 1962. <laughs>
1: i mine
0: Trio of songs from the wild man of rock and roll, Jerry Lee Lewis, a Sun Records session musician and an artist in his own right, alongside Elvis Presley, Carl Perkins and Johnny Cash. Lewis made the transition from country to rock and roll in the mid-1950s with his flowing locks and a unique aggressive piano style. From the 3rd of January 1969, Paul's piano rendition of Whole Lotta Shakin' Going On, Jerry Lee's 1957 breakthrough hit. And from the 26th of January, High School Confidential, another of Jerry Lee Lewis's biggest songs. We also heard an improvised Beatles track known to fans as French Fries or Early in the Morning, which then turns into Honey Hush, originally recorded by Big Joe Turner, but given mainstream attention through Jerry Lee Lewis's cover. And if you're wondering what song George is singing in the background of all this, it's Marvin Gaye's Hitchhike, another version of which featured in our Get Back Rhythm & Blues special a couple of episodes ago. I guess that's the beauty of having 12-bar blues chord progressions at the heart of most rock and roll music.
2: What was that tune remember we were trying to think of on Helter Skelter or Holly
1: Gully? Or the- Holly Gully. Hippie, hippie, hippie shake.
2: shake. Five years ago. <laughs>
1: Bye. Something like that. with all of your mind. with all of your mind. Woo! And then you shake.
2: 43, take one.
0: Reaching back into their early live sets, the Beatles' 3rd of January recording of The Hippie Hippie Shake. A hit for Chan Romero in 1959, the song became a staple of most Mersey beat bands, including the Swinging Blue Jeans, who brought it back into the charts in early 1964, off the back of emerging Beatlemania. Other energetic recordings of this song by the Beatles can be found from their residency at the Star Club in Hamburg, And their BBC radio archive. Another early influence on the Beatles, especially Paul, was one Richard Wayne Pennyman, better known to the rock and roll world as Little Richard.
2: He loved American music. It was the blues tradition, the rock and roll tradition, Elvis, yeah. everything we listened to was American. He reached out at the piano. You know, we'd go into his dressing room before he went on mm-hmm. and just to hear his stories, he was like evangelical or something. Yes. And when he'd gone to Australia, he's supposed to have thrown all his rings into the water and renounced, you know, materialism or yes. whatever. So we'd ask him, hey, Richard, is it true that, you know, you threw all your rings away and all that? And he'd tell us all the same. Yes, child, that's true. I'll tell you. And he had this beautiful way, Southern, Southern uh, American way. So yeah, we were massively excited to come to America because these are the people that we loved and they were loving us. This was like,
1: yeah, we've arrived.
2: We were famous. Yes. Yeah.
1: Bob bam blue ma black bamboo Oh baby Please don't do me This morning, Lucy was not in sight. At my friend, I bought all that liberties. Lucy,
0: Two recordings of Lucille, one from the 3rd and another from the 7th of January, a song which would remain a go-to number for Paul throughout his entire career, from auditions to sound checks and his own recorded versions. Jenny Jenny and Slippin' and Slidin', both hits for Little Richard in 1956, were remembered by the Beatles on the 7th of January. Of course, John was also a fan of the man and produced a slick cover of Slipping and Sliding for his 1975 rock and roll album. From a name and a voice on record labels and the movie screen, Little Richard would live long in the hearts of the Beatles, and, like Gene Vincent, became friends with the band in Hamburg, an integral part of the Beatles' DNA. As a group which prided itself on its use of vocal harmonies, it's surprising that there are so few tracks by the Everly Brothers covered by the Beatles during the get-back sessions, with only these two from January 1969.
1: <laughs> Brothers, when you say
0: Of two Everly Brothers classics, from the 24th of January, Cathy's Clown, remembered in the midst of Arthur Alexander's Soldier of Love, and from the very next day, Bye Bye Love, captured during rehearsals for Two of Us, hence George's noodling in the background. George would return with his own interpretation of this song for his 1974 Dark Horse album, with strong references to the fact that Patty, his wife of nearly 10 years, had left him for Eric Clapton. On the 7th of January, a Gene Vincent reprise with his 1957 hit Lotta Lovin', which soon makes way for Eddie Cochran's enigmatic Something Else. At George's instigation, the Beatles would return to this song again two weeks later. With the rise of Elvis Presley in the United States then taking the world by storm, it's no surprise that other artists tried to cash in on the look, and more importantly, the sound of the King of Rock and Roll. Several British artists adopted the brill-creamed quiff and curled-lipped attitude while at the microphone, including England's very own Cliff Richard. From the 9th of January 1969, the Beatles with Cliff Richard's Move It, recorded by Cliff at Abbey Road Studios in 1958. While the Beatles emerged to become his rivals and broke America before he did, a fact which Cliff Richard had trouble coming to terms with, John later acknowledged that before Cliff Richard, there was no British music worth listening to.
1: Saturday night and I just got splayed. I And now it is
2: not a little
3: bit
2: more.
0: Lunch, lunch. A marathon jam of rock and roll classics. Captured on the Niagara reels from the 26th of January, complete with Heather Eastman, Linda's young daughter, who delighted in taking to the microphone on occasion. Beginning with Little Richard's Rip It Up, the band then continues the 12-bar blues theme with Shake, Rattle and Roll, originally a hit for Big Joe Turner, but made famous by the likes of Bill Haley and Elvis Presley. Next cab off the rank is another Little Richard medley, No one's sure which song it is from the intro, but being closest to Kansas City, that's what they decide to go with, until Paul morphs it into Miss Anne. And, to round out proceedings, a cover of Lloyd Price's Lordy Miss Claudy, another song widely covered by the Beatles' favourite artists from the 1950s. While segments of this jam have emerged from stereo multi-track recordings made and mixed by Glyn Johns for potential release – The Nagra reels represent the most complete versions of this moment. Well, that's it for this episode. And in case you're wondering why I've not featured any songs by Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly, Chuck Berry or Carl Perkins from these sessions, stay tuned for future episodes, which will explore the Beatles and their connections to these pioneers. Next time, we'll focus on the gentle genius of George Harrison as the Get Back Sessions continue. Until next time...